the blast from our past network. Supernatural, Halloween, exploitation, slashers, and everything in between. Welcome to the Podcasting After Dark Watch List, the show where a guest chooses a topic and the hosts, along with the guest, discuss their top five favorites. Light a candle, hide your Ouija board, and enjoy the Podcasting After Dark Watch List. Welcome to another episode of Podcasting After Dark Watchlist. I'm Corey, and with me is John from the Blast From Our Past podcast. John, how's it going, buddy? Oh, it's going pretty good. Yeah, so we just got finished recording our <laughs> review of Firefly, the comic book for Ongoing Comic Book Discussion podcast, and that episode has probably been way out <laughs> so much longer than this episode has. Um, but that's cool, though. I, I love it. So, John, uh, we go back a ways with, with the blast from our past and all that kind of stuff. I've been on your podcast a few times. Mm-hmm. But for our listeners on Podcast After Dark who don't know, give us a little bit of a uh, plug your show for us, please. Sure. So uh, the Blast From Our Past podcast is kind of a nostalgic look back at uh, – it used to be just sort of the movies – and TV shows of our childhood, but it's kind of turned into the media of our childhood. Mm. Um, So we, we will talk about movies, TV shows, uh, albums, um, all sort of centered around our nostalgia for things from our childhood, mostly the eighties and nineties, sometimes the seventies, a little bit into the two thousands when it's warranted. uh, But mostly we're in that sort of eighties and nineties bubble. Yes. Um, We've, uh, but in in addition to that, we do a few other fun things. We have some, we do some fun top ten episodes of just sometimes random things. Um, and honestly, the thing that people say more and more that they love is we do recastings. Yeah, that's which your is, old, that's your old thing. That's your that's your not your shtick, but like your shtick. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of it, your shtick. I love it. I, the recasting is 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 a very fun part of the show. It's a lot of fun. So when we do our, t- our movie episodes, we'll review a movie and a TV show. Um, sometimes they're related, sometimes they're not, and then we'll do a casting, and more often than not, we'll recast either the TV show or the movie we talked about if we thought it was something that would be easy to recast, um, or sometimes we'll just pick something like a, a comic book that's never been turned into a movie in, in or a book or something like that and say, you know, if they were going to cast this as a movie today, yeah. what would they do? Or if they were rebooting this, who would you want to see in these roles? And it's it's a lot of fun because it's it, it helps me keep up with new actors and stuff like that. Um, and it's just it's just sort of a fun what if. Yes, I I love it, dude. They're a lot of fun. I was on a couple episodes mm-hmm. of your all show. Um, I was on the Monster Squad episode, and yep. we also talked about real Ghostbusters. And then uh, I I think is that the episode we also cast recast. Um, the Ghostbusters movie, yes. maybe? Yeah, and yes. that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. And then we were on, I was also on the, was it the RoboCop episode? Yep, our yep. RoboCop one. Yep, and then we recast RoboCop, which is really cool. And then I do a sort of a sideshow with John's brother, Adam, where we kind of review sequels to the movies. So yeah. we, we reviewed um, RoboCop 2, and I sort of get stuck with like stuff like NeverEnding Story 2 and <laughs> things like that. But uh, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, just to kind of give you guys some inside baseball information, if you, if you care, uh, the network that Podcasting After Dark is on, is called the Blast from Our Past Network, and John and his brother's show is the flagship podcast of our network. You guys were, you know, about a year before all of us, maybe a smidge more, and uh, we basically just started uh, coalescing around you guys, and it just—it's a great name for a network, the BFOP <laughs> Network, the Blast from Our Past Network. So I'm I'm glad everyone thought it was a good enough name for a network. I'm, I was a little shocked at the time, but. I, it works. Yeah, I, and and I mean, now that we're kind of like a, a retro centric, you know, network, it yeah. really, uh, yeah, it really works, and I'm I'm happy with it. But another little inside, you know, baseball is, you know, that uh, Monster Squad episode that I was on with you guys was essentially 
my first foray into podcasting and you know for better or worse now i have three shows that i'm that i'm doing and uh but you're all it has the the dubious distinction of being sort of like my my re-foray because i did do a podcast the couple years prior with a buddy named jeff and um and that kind of like fell off and then I didn't mm-hmm. do anything for a while. So yeah. your all's monster squad episode got me super, super excited for getting back into it. So, and I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the blast from our past uh, podcast. I listened to well, every you. single episode. Um, sometimes it takes me a little longer. Like I just, <laughs> I just listened to the, the firefly episode today and you guys dropped that a couple weeks ago. So it, it takes me a little bit longer, but I always listen to your all show and uh, I consider myself a fan first. So I oh. love it, man. We appreciate that. Yeah, buddy. And uh, you guys should definitely, definitely check out the Blast from Our Past podcast if you if you're not already. Like if you haven't heard me uh, plug it, you know, a million times on the 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 outro of our show. And I gotta say, it is for podcasting after dark. I do like to joke that that like podcasting after dark is the Blast from Our Past dark shadow, kind of like how Krampus yeah. is the dark shadow <laughs> of Santa Claus. Like you guys always talk about the like a little bit more of the mainstream movies. Like for example, you guys will talk about um, Never Ending Story, whereas on right. podcasting after dark we talk about heavy metal or something. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but well, what what is nice is is uh, you know. Adam and I did not grow up with obviously the same types of movies that you and Zach did, um, which is nice because I mean there there may be like a little crossover on stuff, which is fine, no problems with that. But it's nice because then then you know anyone who's, who's listening to all of these podcasts on the network are not necessarily going to get you know bombarded with the same things all the time. Exactly, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a nice change. Things and Adam and I were never really big horror fans, so it was never really going to be that maybe a small handful of movies that we will talk about that fall into that genre. But it's nice that that you guys have this 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 outlet for you. And it's like basically as a network, we're covering many more genres than we ever would have if we just like kept it as one or two podcasts, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And even like it's great because even like Talking Back will do different stuff. Friday Five will do different stuff because you got a bunch of different people that all had different uh, childhoods, you know? So we all have different things that we like. And that's, but the the, the main cohesion is that we all have a healthy nostalgia for our youth, uh, no matter what time frame that was. Now, (laughs) John, you and I are of everyone in the network. Um, I think Tim and I, uh, from Talking Back, are the same age. But you and I are the next, I think, sort of closest age bracket. I think we're off by about four years, three or four years, I think. Uh, I don't know. When were you born? 78. I was born in 80. Okay, there you go. It's perfect. So we're, we are in the exact same window, essentially. Yeah. Uh, we just probably, you know, we're exposed to different stuff as as kids. So exactly. You all know by now, this is this is whatever episode of Watchlist, you all know how this thing works. So, John, why don't you tell us what it is, the topic for this episode? So, um, it's kind of, a, wow, it's kind of an interesting, it's weird. How do I segue into what this topic actually is? So, I, I, I'll give you this. Um, a couple months back, actually, I actually think it was our first episode of this year, we talked about um the movie top gun and top gun came out in like 85 i think i think it was 85 mm-hmm. 80 yeah 85 and the love scene in that movie was kind of like my first real experience with oh this is something humans do right and and i realized oh, we don't really get to talk about in fact i think i actually said the words that we're using for what the the uh the the uh category is for this and I was like, I never really get to talk about those kinds of movies. So we're going to talk about movies that made us men. <laughs> I love the fact that you're like, you know, we don't really get to talk about this on Blast from Past. So I'm going to swing on over to Sleazy C's <laughs> podcast <laughs> and talk about it over there because that seems more appropriate. And you're right. It is more appropriate <laughs> to talk about it over here. And I love it, bro. I love it. When you told me what the topic was, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to have so many weird <laughs> films on here. Like, like, really. Yeah. And the only thing you were like, you're like there's no porn though like no there's there's no porn yeah, on these here, are all although, mainstream movies yeah it's all mainstream movies although i'll use the term mainstream loosely towards uh my number <laughs> one my number one spot but um 
kind of yeah it's imagine it's it's the movies that <laughs> made you realize that you know the thing between your legs was maybe something more than just uh used for peeing with right so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man this is gonna be a lot of fucking fun so <laughs> let's uh, let's jump right into it because i think you know we like to talk about whatever it is that the movie you know let's just let's dig into the the fun little side tangents on here um yeah. and as as normal as per protocol john or i uh, whoever gets there first meaning if your number five movie is my number three movie if perchance we have any overlap we will mm-hmm. talk about it when we get to the lower spot so okay. yeah but um i have a feeling that we we might not have many overlaps on this one so you know i was thinking about this from knowing you i know the kinds of movies that you grew up with that you know that your parents took you to see mm-hmm. and and i didn't have that my not that my parents you know sheltered us but they did generally you know worry about what it was we were watching like my my mother really didn't like it when i was a teenager when i watched mtv so you know if the if my brother and sister were in the house she would not let me watch it i had to be you know had to be when i was home alone that i mean then she couldn't really control it and i think she knew that but she didn't like mtv so she didn't like me watching that at any at any point so uh, it's some of these some of these movies i think are my movies i think are going to be a little bit tamer in general than yours are because the movies that i got introduced to the sort of we'll say feelings to um, were probably more mainstream usual movies than I'm assuming what you probably have. Now I'm making an assumption. Here. Yeah, I no, <laughs> no, you, yeah, I mean you're you're correct. I think your assumption is strong, but I think I'm gonna have some fun zigzags in here for <laughs> <Okay>. you. <laughs> I might as well, but yes. I'm. I'm not. I'm not sure. It might be for weird reasons. We'll Great. Oh, uh, the weirder the better, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Well, shit. Kick us off, man. What is your number five? Okay, this is the, this is one where it's going to be like really that movie. If you're even familiar with this movie, so in 1991, and I don't remember how we got a copy of this movie. I think it was something where, um, you know, way back in the day. Um, uh, I don't know. Maybe they still do it. I don't know. But HBO would have like a free weekend where anybody could, anyone could get it. And so my mom, who was admittedly one of the big reasons why I love movies is because she, my mom is a very artistic person. She loves movies. She loves music. A lot of the music that my brother and I review on the podcast are things that she introduced us to um, because she would play it around the house and then we grew to love it. So she was, anytime there was one of those weekends, she had the VCR going. Like, okay, this movie's on this time. Boom, we're going to record this. Boom, we're going to record this. Because we didn't have, we weren't poor. I'd say we were lower middle class. You know, we didn't have a lot of things. But, you know, uh, I grew up in basically a single parent household. Um, Yeah. My parents divorced when I was pretty young, so you just kind of have to deal with that. And I lived mostly, I lived with my mother, but we did visit our our father, and um, who now actually lives with me, which is actually a nice change because I kind of feel like I'm kind of catching up on some things that I missed when I was a kid. (laughs) Not 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 because he was an absentee father, but because like his job kept him away, and you know, divorce kept him away, and all that stuff. But anyway, I digress. (laughs) Um, So one of the movies that she recorded is fairly innocent enough and actually is a movie that a lot of people think that the movie cars completely ripped off huh. uh and that is a movie called doc hollywood <laughs> doc hollywood oh yes the pg-13 film that dared to show fucking boobs and bush for I like know. <laughs> five minutes on screen <laughs> i know but that scene, and it's weird because I'm picking it out really just for that one scene. Oh, yeah. That's all. That's um, the only scene I remember from the entire fucking exa- movie. <laughs> exactly. And it's really weird because it comes out of nowhere. He's on like a lake or something? She just yeah, comes he's out just, of the water? He, he's, just, he's just sitting there like he was drunk or something the night before. He was in a cabin. Or I'm not, I can't even remember. It's a movie that Adam and I are going to get to because both of us have a, sort of a nostalgic fondness for this movie. Yeah. But he's just sitting on the shore. And then all of a sudden, out of the water, sort of a la Phoebe Cates, um, uh, uh, comes Julie Warner, who most people would probably recognize from 
Tommy Boy. She plays kind of, you know, Tommy, uh, she plays Tommy Boy's sort of girlfriend. Um, just gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, just gorgeous. And I remember being young, so that came out, so what did I say, 90? I think, what, 91 or something? 91. I probably saw it a few years after that, so I was probably like maybe 12 Twelve, maybe thirteen. Oh yeah, which yeah. is still pretty. It's still pretty young for that's yeah, perfect age. Like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's about the perfect age for like noticing, you know, bodies. And I remember like just being enthralled. And I, hand to God, and I don't know whose fault it is. It could be mine. It could be Adam's. Um, but I remember that section of the videotape eventually got ruined to the point where <laughs> that portion you could not see anymore because it had been played and rewound so many oh times God. that it was basically like it would just fuzz to the point where you couldn't see anything and then it would clear up. Yeah, no, dude, I, I remember those those days so well. I even had one year, I think I was it was probably 95 or something, uh, I asked for Christmas was a forehead VCR so that I could have those picture-perfect pauses and everything, and I think I even saw <laughs> Sold it to my mom that I would like be pausing it just so I could like look at Boba Fett's armor or something so I could draw it, you know, like because yeah. that was before internet, so you didn't really have access to like all these different you know images of things. Now that you have so many access to like you can yeah. zoom in on any part of Boba Fett's armor to see it. Back then yeah. you had to like look at the VHS tapes, but that was a lie. I wanted <laughs> it just so I could pause it for the awesome nudity in movies and, and sex scenes <laughs> and watch it perfectly. So I know that that all too well, my friend. Um, good one, buddy. Doc Hollywood is a good one. I remember that scene, and I'm sure most of our listeners do as well. And it's truly the only thing I even remember about that film. Uh, I, I mean, it is it is a fun film. Yeah, I, it's I've a heard cute people, little thing. Yeah. I mean, if you've if you've seen Cars, essentially you've kind of seen the movie, <laughs> except for instead of a race car driver, it's a doctor yeah um, yeah but it's it's a lot of the same you know it's a the lot of the beats. same thing yeah yeah it's a lot of the same beats and it is a cute story and it's just weird that this one random scene is in this movie that's yeah i know i know and it's so <laughs> extreme and it's yes. and it's and it's pg-13 or it might have even it was Right, it was PG thirteen, not even PG. Uh, yeah, um, I think it was PG thirteen. Yeah, which is just it was crazy. It that was crazy, man. The the, the late eighties, early nineties were were a wild time for sure. Um, <laughs> so my movie is is interesting because I was not supposed to see it. Um, my dad and my I guess I was probably with my stepmom, um, but we went to a drive-in movie theater, and this was probably in nineteen eighty three. Um, we went to a drive-in movie theater. And whatever the first movie was usually is for kids, and then the other movie is for the adults. So the kids would mm-hmm. kind of fall asleep. You know, it'd probably be timed out, so it would be about 10 o'clock or something, you know. Yeah. And the second movie was, yes, yeah, surely for adults, and I fell asleep in the back seat. But I woke up right at the, the perfect part. And a lot of people think that it's Jamie Lee Curtis is the, the person I'm referring to of why, why I love trading spaces so much. But no, I'm sorry, Trading Places. <laughs> that was the old damn TV show, <laughs> yeah. Trading Spaces. Um, 19, 1983, Trading Places. It was the scene where Eddie Murphy like goes to the, the his new apartment for the first time and has that big party. And yeah. there was a lady who, uh, a young African-American lady who basically flashes her boobs while she's dancing. And that is literally one of the first memories I have of like boobs that were you know probably not my moms right Right. um because i was like i was i mean this is 83 so i was like five years old it was right around uh return the jedi so that scene of the the party scene where the lady flashes her tits while she's dancing is like burned into my cortex forever and it's a great movie that's really interesting and i'll be honest with you it was a very long time before i knew trading places had nudity in it because you saw because it on it, tv i saw it on tv yeah yeah and i remember the first time i saw jamie Lee, and i don't i'll be honest with you i remember the potty party scene i don't remember the nudity in that yeah i do remember the the first time i saw the jamie lee curtis one which probably wasn't until i was in my 20s when i mm-hmm. because i just never rented it and it's, oh, it's, on, it's always on tv why would i rent it i see it right. all the time and then you you see it for the first time, I'm like, oh, wow, there was way more to this movie than I thought. But I love this pick. First of all, it's an amazing movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, aside from everything, it's it's a fantastic fucking movie. Fucking Dan Aykroyd and uh, Eddie Eddie Murphy. I mean, what do you want? It's it's all And Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis. It's amazing. Yeah. 
And Jamie Lee Curtis in her prime too. Oh my she, God. she is beautiful. I, I mean, I would movie. I would also say like like her her second coming was um uh, uh total not total recall. Come True on. True lies. True lies. Yes, that yeah. was that was amazing. Yeah. But like I agree. I have such uh, the hots for like young Jamie Lee Curtis, like this <laughs> this era Jamie Lee yeah. Curtis. Like her body was just bananas, absolutely <laughs> insane. And I I actually liked I love that red the hooker outfit she's wearing, even though you don't like it's not she's not nude. It's like yeah. it's so much sexier for some reason. I love oh, yeah, it, yeah. but she's she's amazing in that movie. But the funny thing is, I don't remember her because I think I fell back asleep. You know, like I just <laughs> remember waking up yeah. and seeing you know this African American lady dancing topless and being like oh my god wow that's amazing you know and then just i was i was gone that's all i remember so yeah good movie still a great movie though um yes. what is your number four my friend okay um out of all the movies that i have on my list this one's probably the worst as far as its quality sure it's not really a good movie but um i put this one on my list because i definitely remember where i saw it um, I was, I remember I was at my father's house. So it was a, you know, it was, you know, you know, child of divorce. You spend most of the time with one and then you go visit the other one. And we were visiting our dad and, uh, he fell asleep <laughs> and I kept watching and I ended up, uh, seeing a movie starring, um, uh, starring Sharon Stone and William Baldwin called Sliver. <laughs> yes. Oh, Sliver. That was a good one, buddy. Um, Gosh, I just I remember watching this, and what really caught me um, was a, a couple of a couple of things. One, um, the the you know the sex scene between Sharon Stone and and William Baldwin was really kind of something I had never really seen before. So that that in itself, you know, was kind of the close up until that point was sort of the closest to porn I had ever seen. Yeah, and I mean that's that was one of the selling points of it, essentially. Yeah. It's like, hey, this is legal porn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, and, pretty much. <laughs> and it's just sort of like you know, and and I mean, there is some some nudity in it, but like just the the how hot it was and how like um kind of passionate it was really got me. The other thing was I knew I was watching something I shouldn't be watching. Oh yeah, because and 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 the you know like I'm watching this while. I'm in a, I'm, you know, I'm the only one up, you know, I'm in a small, you know, small house where, you know, my dad's asleep, my brother's asleep, my sister's asleep, and I'm watching this movie and I'm like, I shouldn't be watching this, but I'm going to keep watching. I shouldn't be watching this, but I'm going to keep watching. <laughs> and it just that, the excitement of that really stuck with me. Oh, oh, dude, I, I totally, totally understand what you mean. Like the excitement of doing the naughty thing is like 50% <laughs> of the fun of the naughty thing. And I mean, so much of my youth was spent like staying up late at night on, on, you know, to watch a Cinemax movie just to hopefully to see a a boob or something, you know, (laughs) just hoping to. And it's, it's, yeah, dude, I totally get that. And, I've n- I don't feel that way about anything anymore. You know, like there's nothing in my life now that brings out that kind of focus. I, I don't <laughs> focus on anything anymore the way I used to focus on on Cinemax movies and and stuff like that just to see one boob, dude. I well, would give anything to go back in time. We're old now. <laughs> I know, right? I know. We're we're super we're old super now. old. Um, I was just I was just thinking today like I was like god my neck hurts. I'm sleeping wrong. What the hell? I did not. This is not used to be. I could yeah. sleep in any position when I was a kid. I would wake up with like my head hanging off the end. Nowadays, like even if I wake up in a normal position, I'm like, God damn it, something hurts. And now we're so old that sleeping hurts us. Yes. <laughs> Who would have thought that? Oh, oh man. Jesus. But good, good pick, dude. Uh, I remember that was a post. You know, a post. Um. Uh, basic instinct world yeah. right like so yeah. basic instinct already happened and you know now she had to sort of follow it up with sliver but sliver was a good choice man i remember oh, seeing that you. i saw that once and i really enjoyed that oh good um i'm gonna go a little unorthodox with my number four pick and okay. because they both have this sort of a similar story they both came out in 1992 i saw both of these movies with my dad and so at the age of 1992 in in 1992, I was like 14 years old, right? So I'm at just pure, perfect, awkward moment of my entire life, right? And my dad and I, you guys know, would always go see movies. And mid to early 90s, the 
like the the high end thriller was was mm-hmm. very popular. And yeah. I was just talking to my dad the other day, and I was like, man, do you like whatever happened to the the big budget thriller like Clear and Present Danger and stuff that you'd go to see in the theater, man? Like they don't exist anymore. And yeah. uh, there was a nice little at the time like a subgenre of sort of sexy thrillers, right? Mm. And two of these movies, I saw both of them with my dad. Both of them were a horribly awkward experience because of it because both of them have very extreme sex scenes but one was the hand that rocks the cradle with rebecca de mornay and you see a lot of skin in that one and everything and then the other one was a single white female with um bridget fonda and there's like a hardcore masturbation scene in that movie and and so both of these movies picture 14 year old Corey, you know getting getting his pants a little tight because you know like hot chicks are doing hot things but then he's also sitting next to his father who's like you know sitting there watching it the same thing you're watching too like that's so weird, right? When you're 14 years old and you're like, my dad's seen the same thing I am. And yet it's giving me a boner. Oh God, this feels weird. This feels weird. You know what I mean? Like I shouldn't be here. But yet at the same time, you're like, I want to see this shit because I'm 14 years old and I want to fucking see some boobs. I don't know what my dad was thinking. Well, we all know that my dad, what he was thinking, he just took me to whatever because he wanted to go see these movies. See the movies. Yeah. Um, I had, um, not, not the exact same experience, and I'll talk about this movie because I, I know it's not on my list, and I have a feeling it's probably not on your list because it was way too late. Um, but so, like I mentioned, that you know my mom was a fan of of movies, and my mom was actually the one who showed me things like Pulp Fiction. Oh wow! Like she, you know, when I was like sixteen or whatever, she she would say, "Okay, when when your brother and sister go to bed, watch this movie." You know, like a Friday night, and so I would sit, I you know, I'd watch. She's the one who introduced me to Kubrick, you know, Full Metal Jacket, yeah, that sort yeah. of thing. So when Eyes Wide Shut came out, my mom was like, let's go see it. So I saw Eyes Wide Shut with my mom, which is a little awkward when you get to the orgy scene. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) How old were you when you saw that? That, I, I think it was 99, so I was probably like 18. Oh, pure awkward, dude. That is so awkward. Yeah. I was almost done with high school at that point. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's funny what awkward moments we share with our parents <laughs> and then what awkward moments uh, your kids are going to be like oh, in, in 20 years from now when they have their podcast talking about what you, what terrible movies <laughs> you took them to see. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I can't wait to hear all about how I, uh, I uh, ruined them in their childhood. <laughs> Not that that was really impre- that's a, that's the thing is like I I don't really look I it was an awkward situation but I don't look back on it like it was a bad situation because first of all I love the fact that I have a mother who loved artistic film like yeah. that enough to be like let's go see this this is you know it was Kubrick's last film she loved you know yeah Kubrick films so great you know yeah. I can I can live through the awkwardness I can deal with that. And I'm totally with you, dude. Like, like even when I told Jeanette Goldstein, who played Vasquez in yeah. Aliens, even when I told her, uh, I was like, yeah, my dad took me to see it when I was eight years old, and I've loved it ever since. And she was like, she just flat out says, yeah, that's just bad parenting right there. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, yeah, you're right. But, like, at the same time, um, like, I wear it as a, ba- a badge of honor that I saw RoboCop in the theater, that I saw Aliens in the yeah. theater. You, you know yeah. me well enough. You know yeah. that I very much wear these things as a badge of honor. And I wouldn't – I would not change it for the world and I even, you know, wonder like sometimes like what our age bracket is of people who listen to us. But like I see that we actually get like a lot of like eighteen year olds listen and stuff. And I'm like, why do you want to l- hear some like old fogies talk about like <laughs> movies? Because, and I've heard on other podcasts because you know it's one thing to watch Aliens, you know, to remember your first time of seeing Aliens on VHS for the first time because you're you know you were born in like 1999. You're like, oh, I remember, right. the f-, but. Being there and seeing it in the theater for the first time is a yeah. whole different experience. Like that's just a whole different ball of wax. And uh, yeah. And and as as we get further and further away from these and from the eighties, you know, like people like us are just going to get older and older. You know. Yeah. So on on well, the facts of life. <laughs> that's why I have such a, a nostalgic love for the eighty nine Batman film because mm. that is my earliest memory of going to a theater to see a movie. Bro, the, so the eighty nine Batman movie is your Return of the Jedi because Return yes. of the Jedi for me, I saw it at, in, at five years old. It is the first movie this going experience that I can remember and yes. clearly shaped my entire life. Yeah, 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 that's the same exact same thing. Yep. So yeah, love it, dude. So so cool, so cool. Um, that was number four. So you're number three. 
Okay, so my number three is actually not a movie I've seen a lot. I just have a really clear remembrance of when I first saw it. And I it's one of those things where um, uh, my mother had gone out. I can't remember exactly where I was because I don't feel like I was at home. I think I was I was somewhere else. Like we had traveled. Like we were out of state somewhere. And um, my mom wanted to go do something, so she got a babysitter. So the babysitter just was like, all right, well, I'm going to watch this movie. And I remember it was a guy... I don't remember his name. I don't know if he was related. To, like I, I, I kind of remember what he looked like, but I have no recollection of how what his name was or who he was. But I, speaking of Rebecca De Mornay, mm-hmm. remember seeing her and Tom Cruise go at it in Risky Business. Ooh. and him like because he was like, oh man, she's hot in this movie, and I'm like, like that was sort of like the first time I'd ever really heard someone else sort of describe a girl like that and like just sort of like in sexual terms. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, like just straight up like quantifying a person as just a pure sexual thing. Yes, exactly. And, uh, I'm like, okay. And I just sat and watched it and just that, that scene is it again. It's, it's the passion of it. Yeah. And she's beautiful in it. And it's, I mean, it's a interesting movie. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but just the experience of seeing that, um, knowing that, you know the babysitter didn't care because he wanted to watch it. Yeah, and it was in, it's another one of those things of knowing I'm you know I'm watching something I'm not supposed to watch. Yeah, um, I just it's always stuck with me. It, it burned itself into your memory. Yep. That's that's such a great it's a great movie. I'm with you. I think I watched it. You know, like not that early. I didn't watch it that early. I probably watched it when I was in high school because it was one of those things where I'm like, okay, I've never seen this movie. I need to see it because everyone talks about it. And I remember enjoying it, but I remember the movie was not what I thought it was going to be. Like, you know what I mean? I I thought it was going to be more of a zany comedy and it's really, really (laughs) not, (laughs) you know, because it's, it's the scene of him on in the socks or whatever. Right. Yeah. Well, I, you can probably, you know, the vast majority of people who, see that scene know it's from risky business but probably couldn't tell you what risky business is actually about exactly and and i'm now at that category again because I, it's been so long that i barely remember it but i do remember enjoying it when i did see it and i do remember rebecca Dome, de, de mornay and i used to love yeah. her man whatever what, what's she been up to lately i have no idea i know she just sort of fell off so that's crazy um i'm sure she's still acting we just yeah it's, it's on something you know, we don't watch or whatever exactly so the funny thing is, I don't have the same movie as you, but I have a similar sort of link. The okay. movie itself is 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 an action film. It's not like a sexy sort of film, but mm-hmm. there is one sex scene in it that was just so intense that I was like, "Oh wow, this like this is the first time I ever saw like there's a shot in the sex scene of of the two people making love like gripping their hands together." And I was uh-huh. like, "Oh wow, that was very sexual and artistic and it was it just was really cool." But I am of course talking about the 1984 James Cameron opus Terminator. Ah. The sex scene in that between Kyle Reese and um Sarah Connor in the hotel room I think it's still one of the hottest sex scenes like sort of ever filmed. It's just got the passion. It's just got this 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 movement to it. Maybe it's because I've seen it a gazillion times <laughs> rewinding it, you know, but there's there's a there's a beautiful dance to it that I that I really think James Cameron did a great job as. But like you don't ever really think of Terminator having a sex scene in it. Like the Terminator, the movie is so incredibly good and action packed that the sex scene almost gets washed away. Whereas a lot of other movies, the sex scene is kind of the highlight. It's kind of, especially at that age, but Terminator is so good that you kind of forget that it has a sex scene in it and you see a little, little Linda Hamilton booby. So, you know that, that I, she was a crush of mine as a kid. I liked her. I liked her in that um, beauty and the beast TV show with Ron Perlman. You know, that's a deep, that's a weird cult TV show, deep cut, right? there it it is but it's actually one that adam and i have been talking about um for a while to, to put on our list oh and you absolutely because should because our, it's a great our show. dad watched that he i think our dad was a, a linda hamilton fan because he loved uh uh the terminator and terminator 2 yeah. and stuff like that and he would he we would watch that show because he would watch it it's funny as a kid <laughs> you know, you kind of watch what your parents watch, and that sort yeah. of informs things. But yeah, go when, next time you watch Terminator, man, take note of that sex scene. It's it's actually really fucking good. Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen the Terminator, and I have no knowledge of that, or I have no remembrance of that scene. So yeah, I'll have to go back and rewatch it. 
Yeah, and I mean it's kind of quick because you know, as a kid, you know, you can you can draw the time out in your head as much as you want and everything, right. but it's not like the longest sex scene out there. But boy, did that uh, did that rewind button get get used a lot? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, buddy, we're coming down the home stretch, and um, by the way, I might have a a weird little uh, bonus pick at the end. So if you start, if you have one that's that you maybe didn't. Quite quite make it onto the list maybe keep that in your head for for later because i have a kind of a quick bonus pick but um give us your number two okay so this is the i guess the latest one or the it's the youngest movie out of all of my picks it's the one that came out the latest um it actually came out in 1995 so i was 14 oh. um and i definitely didn't see this in the theater i don't even know where or if it went to theaters I just remember I had a, 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 knit, a close-knit uh, group of friends who we all kind of like movies, and someone said, oh, man, you've got to watch this movie. And I made the mistake of watching this movie with my brother and my sister. <laughs> I was like, hey, they said to watch this. And the opening scene, my, I think my sister walked out. She's like, I'm not watching this. I don't remember what my brother did. He'll have to tell me. But it was weird because I'd never seen anyone so young in a scene like this, and that was actually the movie Kids. Oh, I've never actually seen that movie before. Isn't there like a famous like orgy scene or something in it, or a sex scene in it? There's there's a a few sort of sex scenes, but the very opening scene, um, is a sex scene with two kids who are probably like fifteen, sixteen. Okay. And obviously there's no nudity, but it's as close to nudity as they could get. Yeah. And, and plus the, the actor or the actors or whatever were, were such close age range to you at the time. Yes. That it's, it's essentially, it's, yeah, it's like, yeah, as a kid, you know, yeah, you see all these adults having sex, but you never get to see, and uh, for obvious reasons, yes, you obviously. don't see kids having sex. Um, but so there's always this, there's always a disconnect, right? There's always some yeah. kind of a disconnect there. But for here with kids, there's no disconnect for you. Yeah, and it was it was the shock of seeing that. Yeah, and there's some some scenes later, and the the movie itself, you know, deals with a very heavy subject because it, mostly it's dealing about um, like AIDS and S- STDs and stuff like that, um, which is a very important through line throughout the uh, movie, and it does st- uh, star some basically then unknowns who became famous. Uh, Rosario Dawson is in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chloe Savini is in it. Uh, those are the two big ones that came out of that that I remember. Now, this isn't the famous Chloe Savini giving head on camera. That no, was no, a no, different no. movie, right? That's a different movie because she was way young. And that was one okay. she did. That's not even. I don't even think that movie is that terribly old. That one might be like maybe 10 years old. Okay, okay. Um, that was one she did with her boyfriend or husband who was the director. Is and he, he was the one. Is he the he guy the from one, Buffalo 66 or whatever that guy I, was? I, I Maybe. I don't yeah. know. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I know. No, I know. I know. They were all real. They were all really young in this movie. But I just remember like just the shock of that opening scene. Really got like, oh my god! Like people my age do this. Yeah. So, and uh, and I remember in '95 that movie was a big deal. Like, well, and it's it's unrated. Yeah. So yeah, and that it was a big deal because of that. Like that was like, oh my god, it was like the biggest taboo movie. Yeah. And I I find it interesting that I never saw it because. 95 i would have been like you know yeah 15 years old like I'm, I'm only two years older than you like it was like i was 15 or 16 something like that and i you would think i would have seen it but like for some reason i just never fell into it um but i remember hearing about it so so much yeah yeah it was talked about quite a bit i equate that movie to something like requiem for a dream yeah it's a good movie to watch once then you don't need to ever see it ever again. Yeah. Asters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like it's just it's it's one of those things where it's weird everyone talks about it. It's very it's you know, you can tell the director is trying to do something artistic with this story about kids and STDs. Whether or not you think he accomplished it or whether or not you think he was just making child pornography is a discussion that's way above my pay grade. Right. Yeah. 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 No. And and I know what you mean. It's it's hard to talk about the movie because obviously it's it's sensitive subject matter and everything. And it's a lot. But, it's a lot harder to talk about now because of how much older 
We are. Right. But when you saw it, you were the same age as yes. the people in the movie, hence why yes. it left such a such an impression it, on you. Exactly. No, I get it, dude. I, I, exactly. I totally get it, and I think that's a that's a fantastic one to, to put on the list. And, uh, yeah, it's it's just, yeah, it's weird to talk about because of, of the age we're at now. Yeah, but uh, exactly. these are the movies that made us men, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, my movie is... <laughs> The first movie we ever reviewed on Podcasting After Dark. It's also the reason that I got so hardcore into hentai or uh, cartoon porn at such a young age. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, too, because when you go to the comic book conventions back in the 80s, uh, you know, back when comic book conventions were just a bunch of old guys with long white boxes in, you know, a Marriott uh, right. uh, convention hall. And right. uh, they didn't give a crap what you bought. They didn't care that you were, you know, 14 years old buying the adult only you know, Barry right. Blair air cell comics. Um, but I loved cartoon porn because of 1981's heavy metal. And it's not technically a porn movie, but right. it's, 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 you know, animated sex scenes opened up something inside of me that, uh, that I then pursued into the animated porn world. But, uh, I used to watch a lot of, uh, hentai back in the day, you know, like anime hentai and stuff yeah. like that. Loved all that shit. So, but, uh, I blame heavy metal for that. <laughs> well, it's, it's weird. Cause heavy metal, it's actually, I think I've seen, maybe seen it once and it's been so long that I couldn't really tell you what the movie was about. But it's it's weird. It's one of those things where you realize, oh, you can use any medium to tell any story. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be like animation doesn't have to be strictly for kids or, or right. kids stuff, you know? Yeah. And and maybe, honestly, maybe if heavy metal did better in the theater, we would have seen more adult animated films. But this kind of inhabited that, that time of, of the, you know, of movies when, you know— uh, Ralph Bakshi stuff was out, like Wizards, mm-hmm. if you've ever seen Wizards. there's There was like this late 70s, early 80s, like sexual cartoon explosion, you know? Did you ever see Cool World? Even though that was a lot later. Yeah, uh, I've never actually seen Cool World, but I do remember like the sort of hype and talk about yeah. it when it came out. And that um, was that that's was, Ralph. That was Bakshi's Kim Basinger, artwork. right? Yep, Kim Basinger yeah. as the cartoon. Uh, the art was all Ralph Bakshi's artwork. Uh, he did the the movie Wizards, which I think is absolutely fantastic. Uh, a fantastically animated, you know, fantasy film. Um, okay. Everyone should check that out. But yeah, so heavy metal. You know, I don't have to get in too much of it here because I spent two hours reviewing it on the first episode of podcast after dark but you know there's a few sex scenes in it there's a few like just nude scenes in it and stuff and as a kid that was you know one of the easiest access that i could have would be a cartoon like that and like cool and my stepdad was a huge fan of that movie so we had it in the house already so i was like oh wow cool um and then it just like i said it's it's important because it really paved the way for me getting into adult comics and stuff. And that was like, like my stash of porn growing up was like one torn out paper piece of paper of a, of a playboy, right. One torn out page and then stacks of adult comic books. That was Ah. my stuff like our crumb type of stuff, you know, that kind of all black and white because you know, they're all independent, you know, comics. These aren't Marvel. These aren't DC, you know, these, this is air cell here. So (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. All right, buddy. All right, number one, my man. What number uh, <laughs> one? Um, what is it? Are you gonna? Are you gonna have a, little, a lot of fanfare for it? It not too much fanfare because it in itself is not um, an overly an overly sexual movie. It's just that I have a, a a big nostalgic remembrance of this movie because it was one of my father's favorite movies, and I remember we used to watch it at his house all the time. And it only really has one nude scene in it where they go into a strip club mm. but i remember um i was actually more in love with the main character who doesn't get naked at all in the movie but she was just so gorgeous and i think just the the combination of seeing her with the other character who was naked in the scene like just it burned myself into it and it may seem weird but there's also that scene where she's dancing on stage and she pulls the lever and she gets drenched with water my number one is flash dance oh wow dude dude i have never seen flash dance wow i know everyone only everyone ever remembers is two scenes they remember the scene at the end where she's dancing for the judges 
um, where she kind of she's dancing to Maniac and 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 all that stuff, and she does like uh, some break dancing moves and stuff like that. And then the scene where she's on stage, and she pulls the chain and gets splashed with water. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, the that, only that's... two things that that they remember. But inside of all that is actually a really good film about a, a woman trying to make her dreams happen. She's a welder. Of yeah, all she's things. a welder. Yeah, she's a welder. She's that. a tough girl, but she's gorgeous. And so like her, her dream is to dance. And it's it's it really is a good film, and it is one that we will probably eventually get to, just because we, even though it's rated R, I think our I think my dad probably had the same sort of mentality that your father had, where he just wanted to watch the movies that he wanted to watch, and if we were <laughs> yeah. if we were there when we watched it, that's what happened. Yeah, he's like, yeah, fuck it, I'm gonna watch my shit, man. <laughs> right. Well, that's I mean that's how we ended up watching. Uh, if you go check out Blast from Our Past podcast, one of our episodes we did with our father yeah. was the movie Billy Jack, yeah. and there is some nudity in that, but that was one of my dad's favorite movies. So from a young age, I remember seeing that movie. You know, you just sort of like you just kind of learn to accept that the there's nudity. Although the nudity in that movie is very small and brief, and um, it's from afar, so it's kind of it's not like one of those things where you like pause it and then squint. Do, so. do, you, do you ever have your parents try to like cover your eyes when the nude scene comes up or something? I don't ever remember that happening. Yeah, I I only had to do it once with um <laughs> with with heavy metal. I was watching it. I was watching the movie Heavy Metal with my stepdad, and he's like, "Cover your eyes. The sex scene's coming up." But like, it was such a like it was. I don't even know the term for. It. What are those things that you put on a, a sofa that's that has like big big fabric quilt so you can like see whole, full holes through the through the fabric you know like it's it's oh. a giant it's like a doily but for your but for your you know your your sofa guys okay. you <laughs> i have no clue what i'm talking about anyways the blanket that i was using had giant holes in it by design not because it's like full of moths <laughs> right but, um and i could just basically just see right i was just watching it with this thing over my head i don't think he gave a shit he was just like whatever <laughs> um but yeah it's it's it, it's great though flash dance dude i need to go back and, and rewatch that and it's funny like we were talking you know doc hollywood and flash dance and and you know even movies like um like just one of the guys where she flashes her boobs at the end you know the 80s just had so much random yeah. boobage and and weird like comedy movies like i remember my sister was big into that movie wildcats with goldie hawn and okay and i used to watch that with her and there's a nude scene in that too and it's just like it's just the 80s man had just so much well, more nudity in it think about the movie airplane which is a pretty innocuous comedy in itself. I mean, it's got it's got a little bit of language and stuff like that, but it, you know, it's a pretty silly comedy and then randomly uh there's a there's a naked woman who just jumps in front of the camera, jumps up and down <laughs> for a couple seconds and then disappears. And then that's all you see. I mean, that that kind of stuff happened in movies in the 80s all the time. Now that's my kind of comedy right there. <laughs> have you have you seen Airplane? Uh yeah, oh yeah, I've seen Airplane. Okay. But it's it's been a while. Cuz Adam hasn't and that's a point of contention with us. <laughs> I know, I know. I remember hearing about that. Yeah, I've I haven't seen Airplane though probably since I was way way young. I, I was oh, okay. You know, it's funny. I didn't get into comedies like as in like going out and actually watching them until mm-hmm. I started smoking weed to be truthful <laughs> with you, dude. My entire life was like, I mean, I watch comedies. I mean, you even yeah. say Ghostbusters is a comedy and I would yeah. watch them but i would usually only ever see most comedies like once and it wasn't until like i became a stoner that like you know i started watching tropic thunder and super troopers over and over again and laughing because i'm an idiot so (laughs) hey super troopers is funny i know super troopers is funny it's um it's remarkable how none of their other movies is funny though um, actually, I, I take that back. I That's like not beer. true. I like Beer Fest. I'm a big. I'm a fan. Beer, of beer Fest, Fest is funny, and there's one that went straight to video that my wife and I are actually a big fan of, called the Slam and Salmon. Oh, okay. I've never heard of that one. It, it's is because it... it never got released in theaters. It was just it went straight to video. Um, it's a lot of the same dumb jokes. Uh, not not exactly the same dumb jokes, but for some reason, my wife finds it hilarious. And when my wife finds things hilarious, I tend I tend to find it hilarious just because I think. Sh- because she thinks it's funny, I yeah. think it's funny that she thinks it's funny. It's it's, it's infectious. Yes, yeah, it's infectious, especially with her because she has a very boisterous laugh, which she hates. Because and I won't take her to see comedies in the theater anymore because she she will be the person like towards the front row who is gut laughing so loud. <laughs> it's like I'm like just just okay, you can laugh, but come on, don't like you know, just, just calm down. I will say this: as far as comedies go, of of stuff that when I was younger and would sort of rewatch. 
I was a huge Ace Ventura fan. I liked my oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> I liked my Jim Carrey and yes. it, it, the Rhino scene in Ace Ventura 2, it still Ugh. elicits Legendary. the same response that I had the very first time. I know what every beat is going to be and yet every beat makes me laugh more because I know it's coming. So like <laughs> I love that scene so so much. Um <laughs> we've digressed so much. But uh <laughs> all right, so buddy, my number 1 movie. I want to put a little caveat on this, okay? Because we said we were not doing porn, and this is not technically porn, but okay. this is the hardest thing that okay. Cinemax has ever, ever sort of shown that I've ever seen. So, when I was younger, my dad, uh, he did the stealing cable for one summer, you know, where the the lock box was open, the box yeah. on the ground, and you know, <clears throat> this had to have been. I'm going to say late 80s, I guess, maybe early to or mid to late 80s. I don't think it's even in the 90s. And he stole cable for one summer. I would stay with my dad in Virginia every summer for a couple months while I normally lived in Maryland. But I would live with mm-hmm. my dad every summer just to kind of hang out with him and see him. Yeah. But, you know, like I also like realized that like I never got to see him much because he had to work the whole time. So I always thought that was kind of weird. So one thing and so I didn't have any friends down there. And my sister is six years older than me. So I really learned how to kind of just <laughs> play with myself and by that i mean draw read comics you know yeah. go outside and play in the creek by myself and stuff. entertain yourself and i had to i had to learn how to entertain myself and one of the things that i, I learned early on was that on i think on monday we would get the tv guide and in the paper and i would look in the back and go guesstimate on what like you know friday night around midnight what was playing on cinemax look mm-hmm. in the back and then check the rating because they would say it would say yeah. nudity it would say sexual situations and yeah. after a while i learned like okay i want nudity i want sexual situations and this was the first time i ever saw the term extreme sexual situations Ooh. explicit nudity and my entire week was based on waiting oh, for this Friday night. <laughs> this Friday night came. I mean, it, guys, just picture yeah, me did. like getting excited. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> picture it, picture me like getting excited for my parents to go to bed. And like, I'm like, trying you know, really hard not to picture this. <laughs> I know, I know, dude. The excitement was there, and the movie that I saw was the legendary 1975 sexploitation film Black Emmanuel with Laura Gemser who is an absolute gorgeous woman. Look up, uh, John, while we're talking, Google Laura Gemser. And uh, she's, she's like part Indonesian and I think part something else, but she is just purely exotic beauty. And uh, so she did this whole entire Black Emmanuel series, and they're they're just a bunch of sexploitation films from the '70s. Basically, a loose story, you know, some some sex, and you know, she's on it. It's like a sexual adventure, basically, mm-hmm. for her. And uh, this one is it's notorious. It's so notorious that it's never been like released on like DVD, at least not in the states. And I will say this to you, my my buddy that I I met in LA, he loves this movie too. He actually has a poster of it on his wall um i could have watched his copy i have never seen it since that one fateful night in whatever 1988 (laughs) 1989 and it has been my white whale, my great white <laughs> buffalo ever since. Black Emmanuel with Laura Gemster has been my great white buffalo of my entire life to the point where, like, I think you can buy it, you know, UK version or something, but I it's still not available on Blu-ray here, right? And if it ever right. is, I might actually be hesitant on actually ever watching it again because I want to kind of maintain my memory of it. But I don't yeah. have much memory of it, like because it was so long ago, and I was only probably like ten or eleven when I saw it. But what I know is, what I know is that it blew my mind, and I know that I was too young to like even know what jerking off was. So like <laughs> I was like, I, so I don't think I I didn't jerk for it, and I was just like, but my mind, like I was just at a at a ten, like I was edged for like a week after that because I was like, oh my god, because I didn't know how to release it, you know what I mean? And I just saw mm-hmm. the most like sexual thing of my entire life. So yeah, Black Emmanuel, nineteen seventy five. Wow, yeah, it's definitely not a. Uh, I've never seen it. I've I've seen I've never actually watched, but I have seen um, 
like on the TV guide, like there's still like yeah. an, a yeah. Emmanuel series of yes. some kind that still yes. gets played of some kind. Exactly. And, and black Emmanuel was like, there were, I mean, she did like five or six or seven of these movies. It was right. It was a lot, but this was the first one. This was like what started that series. And yeah, Laura Gemser is just insanely hot. And, uh, mm-hmm. I think apparently she's now a bit of a recluse and doesn't, you know, kind of go out and do anything. Um, but yeah, that's understandable. But yeah, that was, uh, dude, that was, um, that was like basically what my Cinemax summers were like, like trying to figure out what movie was going to blow my mind. But at the same time, chasing black Emmanuel for my entire <laughs> life, you know, chasing that experience, uh, yeah. for my entire life. But, um, so I did have one little oddball one that I kind of wanted to throw in there because it's not quite a movie. And I actually had it listed until we were talking and I came up with the um, single white female thing because uh, you made me sort of jog my memory about that. So this was actually on my list, but I really didn't feel like it counted because I never actually watched the movie. But oh, okay. when I was a kid, I used to love, oh my God, I would love going to the video store and looking on the back cover at Gina Davis from Transylvania 65000 with her vampire fake vampire costume on it was a so it's it's a stupid comedy movie um where these two inept sort of detectives there's no nudity in it or anything but yeah. Gina Davis in this costume was mind blowing uh John have you googled that at all do you see what that what she looks like in that movie not yet Okay, when you get a chance, Transylvania 6-5000, sir, uh, just look up Gina Davis, and it is just, for like a, a kid, you know, I think that movie came out in the mid-80s or something, um, 85, 85, so I oh, saw that. The, I've yeah. seen you post a picture of this. Yeah, yeah, some fan art of it, right? So like that picture of her standing <laughs> there was on the back cover. That's the only picture, the only selling point that they wanted to give you on that VHS <laughs> cover was Gina Davis, and I never rented it, but that image is burned into my retinas because I would just stare at it. I could see how that would happen. I could also <laughs> see how it's probably not a very good movie and why you wouldn't want to actually see it, but... Yeah. That, that I, is an outfit, my friend. That, that is, is definitely that is an outfit that happened. And and Jeff Goldblum is in it. Like I don't know. I can't attest to the to the the va- the validity of the film or, or if it's good or not uh, to the merits of the film. All I know is Gina Davis. Like ever since that, I still have a crush on Gina Davis. I loved her, man. I oh, loved Gina her in Davis Long Kiss Goodnight. Yeah, yeah, she is. She's I mean, like, we we talked to we talked about her when we talked. I mean, we've talked about like um, we did. Uh, you know, uh, a league of their own. And she's, you know, she's beautiful in that. But like, if you ever saw, um, earth girls are easy. Yeah. She's gorgeous in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Gorgeous. And, and she's like six foot or like six one or something like yeah, that. She's, she's tall. Yeah. She's super tall because I mean, she's got to go head to head with, uh, Jeff Goldblum and he's, he's super tall too. Um, she's, she's hot in the, in, uh, the fly even, yeah. you know, yeah. um, that's a movie that that's a movie that traumatized me as a kid. Talk about <laughs> a, a whole different freaking conversation is is yeah. the fly. But yeah, man, I've I've had the hots for Gina Davis ever since I was a kid, man. And I really got to attest uh, Transylvania six five thousand to that. Or at least the VHS cover of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, John, do you have any any honorable mentions you want to throw in there? Or are you uh, pretty happy with what you got? I'm pretty happy. The only other one that may, maybe have made my list for something that was sort of unexpected. And I think I remember seeing this one, like I think my whole family was watching this one. When I first saw this part of the scene, I think it was with my dad. So it would have been my dad and my brother, and my sister and I were watching this. Um, but the, the cake scene in under siege. Oh yes. Is a, is a really surprising one. Cause it really comes out of nowhere. Yes. And she was from Baywatch, I believe. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Talk to, talk to Zach about that scene. I think that scene <laughs> got him, got him real good in the gonads. I think that was a good one for him. But yeah, oh, I saw man. that in the theater, dude. I saw that in the theater with my dad. Oh wow. <laughs> of course. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, you know what? I still say that is a that's a good film, I, I, and and I know you know Steven Seagal is essentially just like a, a parody of himself at this point, and he's not the greatest actor in the world. But I still defend this movie is it's a good action film. Yeah, I'm dude. I'm I'm with you, man. I that's that's actually one I would I watched like multiple times as a kid. I saw in the theater, you know, just mm-hmm. rented and stuff. That's honestly probably. 
um, off the top of my head, it's probably my favorite Steven Seagal movie. I was not the I, biggest. It's definitely my favorite Steven yeah. Seagal movie. Yeah, I was more of a JCVD guy growing up. I, I wasn't. I was um, Arnold. I liked Arnold over sort um, uh, Sylvester Stallone. I was always a mm-hmm. Schwarzenegger guy because he always tended to do more sci-fi stuff, which I liked, like Running Man and stuff. And then yeah. um, I was uh, much more of what, who were we just talking about? <laughs> Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal. Yeah, I was much more of a JCVD guy than Steven Seagal. Like, because you know, you always have to. You know, it's like it's like the slashers from the '80s. Like, you always have to. F- pick a camp like you're you're a freddy guy you're, i'm a jason guy you're a michael myers right. guy. like everyone's got to like pick a camp you know and for the record i was a jason guy from from the slashers i was neither i didn't really watch a i didn't watch hardly any horror yeah you were you guys were not big big horror guys grow no, up we weren't up. which, we, which we again weren't which again is why podcast after dark is is the dark shadow of blast from our past <laughs> podcast <laughs> oh man john this is awesome bro yeah, thanks for let, uh, letting me uh, come on and, and talk this nonsense. <laughs> Dude, I love it, man. The more nonsensical, the more fun I think the show is, if, if uh, you yeah. ask me. <laughs> Um, dude, I know you plugged it real hard at the beginning, but uh, yeah, tell give us uh, another little quick plug on Blast from Our Past. Sure, Blast from Our Past podcast. You can find it on pretty much uh, most of your mainstream podcasting venues, however you do it. Uh, if you want to look us up on social media, you can go to Instagram or Facebook and do a search for at Blast Past Cast. Um, and uh, barring that, you can go to the network site, which I'm sure Corey's plugged on here many times plus uh, bfop network or as i we like to say bfop network dot uh, <laughs> com and where you can find all of the stuff and check us out yeah it's great yep and um definitely check out the episodes that i was on for sure yes. <laughs> i always love i mean honestly dude i had a lot of fun on those episodes of blast from our past and uh Fingers crossed we are working on a potential other crossover episode um, pretty soon with me on Blast from Our Past again. So we're working yep. on working scheduling that offline, but we'll have uh, – you know, obviously, I'll plug that when it, when it comes out. Um, but, uh, yeah, you guys know where to find me, Podcast After Dark, Cartwright, uh, occasionally on Talking Back. I still need to get on Friday 5, uh, OCD. We just recorded mm-hmm. an episode of OCD with John, and it's funny that I'm saying we just recorded because – as the time of listening to this, it probably came out about over a month ago. Oh, <laughs> oh man, what can you do? Welcome yep. to timelines and content exactly. production. <laughs> so yeah, if any of these podcasts sound interesting to you, please just easy enough, just swing on over to www.bfopnetwork.com. And if you guys get a chance, please leave a five-star review on Podcast After Dark. If you like John and like his show and with his brother uh, Adam, please leave a five-star review on Blasphemer Pass too. All of those help. It's not just vanity. They ju- it's, it's an algorithm thing. Apple yeah. Podcasts uses it to kind of make your searches more relevant. I don't know. I can't, I can't pretend to know. All I know <laughs> is that we need them to give them to us we need more you know i don't know i'm addicted <laughs> to them i guess but uh, you know whatever you want to say i love it love all the feedback that you guys give us love all the yes. five star reviews that you guys have already given us and i love all the ones that are going to be coming in the future because you guys are such an awesome fan base and please check out blast from our past whenever you get a chance they have some really great shows over there and and if you need like something to jump into just cherry pick a movie that you that you like and then i guarantee you you're going to enjoy it so much that you're just going to go back to the beginning and listen so there you go it's an evergreen podcast (laughs) (laughs) and john dude thank you dude thank you again for coming on the show thank you again for taking the time out and uh, you know, I don't know. I've I've said it somewhere before, but thank you for giving me my big break on the Monster <laughs> Squad episode. <laughs> no problem. Thank you for uh, thank you for having me on here, and uh, thank you for your enthusiasm just for podcasting because I think it I think your enthusiasm helps keeps it keep it up for us because I'm sure you know there, there's times when you just get exhausted and you're like, oh, I'm doing all of this work for something that's not. It's not paying back for it other yeah. than just the, the the sort of creative satisfaction of making it. But, you know, having someone like you who is very enthusiastic about it keeps us motivated to keep going. Oh, thanks, man. And and the reason I'm enthusiastic is because I'm surrounded by some awesome, 
awesome podcasters. So we're gonna we can keep spinning these thank yous yeah. all day long. <laughs> but I love it, dude. It's I, I love it, man. And I, and I don't think we say it enough. So I, I really I appreciate you guys. I appreciate both you and your brother uh, and and everything. So I thank you guys and I thank all of our listeners for being fans of podcasting after dark. And we will see you guys soon. I'm sure. I have no idea when this episode's coming out. So you know what? I'll see you guys on the flip. Join the Podcasting After Dark Patreon community to unlock exclusive monthly content like cast interviews and a fan feedback show. Plus, you get every regular episode of Podcasting After Dark completely ad-free. You can also support the show by rating and reviewing us five stars on Apple Podcasts and by recommending us to your friends. Finally, make sure you follow us on Reddit Instagram, and Facebook for news and updates about future episodes. Just search for Podcasting After Dark. Hello everybody, I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. 